Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We are the Pac-12. We are the best of the best. Hello, and welcome to No Truck Stops. My name is Matt. I am hosting today. I am the voice for the voiceless, um, as, as we have some, uh, some some voice injuries going on. I'm with Carlos. Hello. Uh, Greg is here. Hey. And Avery, uh, 30%, I think. Yeah. I think that's where we're running. 30%. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Truck Stops Pod and send us your questions at No Truck Stops Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, the, the literacy off those emails really going up. Really happy to see what we have coming in there. Um, this is our football episode out every Monday morning. Our basketball episodes are out every Tuesday morning. We have a very fun Pac-12 basketball preview episode dropping Tuesday where we draft our perfect Pac-12 basketball team. So be on the lookout for that. But let's talk some football. Um, I am playing Halloween Dead this weekend and have a tight window, so let's get right into it. I know um, we said we have a tight window, but what are your kids What are your kids dressing as? Um, he has – so the boy has switched between um, a skeleton and Batman – and I have no idea what he's going to do tonight. You should do a skeleton Batman. That The skeleton involves makeup, uh, and I'm far too lazy for that. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, the black part of it around the eyes, like, got faded really quick, and he just looked like he was super coked out. It was really weird. <laughs> ah. Um, but then we have this really cute baby costume for the baby that's, like, one of the fat costumes that has, like, this super massive belly. Oh. Like, she's a parrot. It's so freaking cute. Um, so yeah, lots of fun thing about yeah, that. That's fun. We've met, yeah. we met your kid and, and, uh, uh, when that kid, when we talked about Batman, that, that kid was talking like a hundred words per <laughs> second about Batman and went on like, he could talk for like five minutes yeah. straight without breathing. It's, in, it's awesome. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> um, so for those of you not in Utah, um, Rod Gilmore talked about how seriously Utah takes their Halloween, which is a joke. Is it's that real? Was true. that real? A real it, thing? Oh, Gilmore absolutely actually said that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it was horrendous. is that, but is he right? Eh, there's just so, a lot of children here. There's a lot oh, of kids yeah. and there's a lot of people who like are very particular about how they spend their Sunday. So on a year like this year where Halloween is on a Sunday, we have two trick or treating nights. So Weird. we went we went out trick or treating last night on Saturday and had like we went through a full Costco bag of candy last night and we'll probably go through at least another bag tonight. So, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is it's exhausting. Wow. I I okay. I'm gonna get trick or treaters tonight. I did not think that there'd be trick-or-treaters yesterday and there wasn't but okay yeah we had <laughs> a crap ton last night so anyways welcome to utah it's a very <laughs> weird place none of us like it <laughs> um let's start with washington state thumping arizona state 34 to 21 wazoo blew out the sun devils much much worse than that score indicates uh washington state took a 28 to nothing lead after arizona state turned the ball over on each of their first three possessions and then we're up 34-7 to late into the fourth quarter. After this game and Cal's win over Oregon State, Washington State now controls its own path in the Pac-12 North. They have a bye coming up, but after that, here's who is on their schedule. Um, they're at Oregon, they get Arizona at home, and then they're at UW. 
My question to you all is this. Did this game against Arizona State make you believe that Washington State is a legitimate Pac-12 North contender, or was this game a fluke and is Washington State a pretender? Greg, let's start with you. I think we're at the point where we got to take Washington State seriously. They've uh, they've just been really good for like a few weeks now, and they barely missed a beat even with Rolovich getting fired, which is like really impressive. Uh and with that game, I'm sure y'all have a lot to say about Arizona State's meltdown, so I'm going to focus a lot more on Wazoo, like you know, like the question asked. Uh, I have a new nickname for Jaden Delora. I'm going to start calling him Decaf DTR because, you know, there's that, there's that joke about DTR having 99 talent, zero awareness, and I think Delora is just a toned-down version of that. He's like 80 talent and 20 awareness. <laughs> so he has his games like the one against Arizona State where he's fantastic. He's throwing amazing balls. He's buying time with his legs. He's making good decisions. And then he has the games like the week against BYU where he was just doing everything wrong all the time. And it was baffling. And it's like he can be so awesome and so infuriating at the same time. But then they also... That defense, I've never seen a defense force fumbles like that in my entire life. Like, they're wizards. Like, it's incredible (laughs) to watch. Somehow, Wazoo has become, like, a top three most watchable team in the conference, which I don't think anyone expected, especially after Rolovich getting fired. Very impressive for those players to, like, lose five coaches and then go and beat a team like uh, Arizona State. Yeah. Almost said Oregon State, but they already did that. Uh, <laughs> very impressive, uh, and I think Washington State definitely has to be taken seriously. Yeah, I definitely think Washington State's performance has been impressive considering that Rolovich was fired and they lost four other coaches as well. But I think Arizona State is legitimately broken. Um this is like very similar to what happened to them in 2019 where they just kind of fell off after the loss to Utah. They they just haven't looked good. I, I don't want to say don't take Washington t- State seriously, but I'm still weary of that because mm-hmm. Arizona State just doesn't seem like they give a shit anymore. Um, Herm Edwards, I've been saying, I don't think he's a good coach, but after this game i wait you've said that <laughs> shocking. are you sure i shocking. i thought you were a huge fan of her medals i just feel like when you have that much talent you should be able to bounce back from a loss and not play like absolute shit you shouldn't let a team without a head coach go up 28 to 0 on you you know the reason this wasn't a bigger blowout is because i felt like washington state played way more conservative after their big lead and i wanted to say about washington state's defense is i'm so confused how going for the strip going for the fumble works out so well for them <laughs> like the reason a lot of defenses don't teach oh just go for the the strip or just go to take the ball away is because that's a really ineffective way of tackling but it works so well and well. it's not and they're not doing the thing where the first person wraps up and like holds them up and then everybody else gangs like no no the, the first, first person goes. is hacking yeah. at the ball <laughs> like it's and and there's four more that come but it is crazy it's, it's amazing <laughs> to watch like good for Washington State and I definitely am shocked because I may or may not have predicted that Washington State wouldn't get a win this season and I was very incorrect 
<laughs> because they look really good and Jaden Delora is super talented and I know we've already mentioned this before but I think Utah would have been in a super bad position if Jaden Delora started that game against them because he is mm-hmm. clearly a very talented quarterback so I have zero hope in ASU this is fucking embarrassing for them like they should fire their whole staff blame it on the recruiting violations if you want there's not really an excuse for them like I think Carlos you tweeted today that they're expected to go 4-0 the rest of the season right like if they if they don't if they don't win out like that's I don't think they will because they've just looked like they don't give a shit anymore, which is so embarrassing when they have one of the best quarterbacks and probably the best duo of running backs in the conference. Like, what's your excuse at this point, Herm? I don't. It's bad. Well, about the question around whether uh, uh, this game made me think if Washington State is a contender or pretender, Count me in as a believer of Washington State football, baby. I think they looked good. I think they're weird turnover voodoo stuff God, like you UCLA all. UCLA fans are so down bad. Uh, I think they're, <laughs> uh, they're weird. Like you all are mentioning, their weird turnover voodoo stuff is weird. It's extremely strange. Um, I'd like to think it's sustainable just because like we call it turnover luck for a reason. But as you all keep pointing out, they actually lead the league in fumble recoveries by a lot. They have 11 this year. And the next team, number two uh, in the conference, UCLA, they have six. Uh, So they're clearly doing something different. You all kind of mentioned the way that they kind of go after the ball and how they're hacking at at the ball and that sort of stuff. Um, But aside from all that, I thought they really did a nice job of limiting Arizona State's running backs. Now, Arizona Mm -hmm. State, we have to mention, did not have Rashad White. And he's very clearly their best running back right now, if not their best player. Um, they showed during the game, like the graphic, there was a graphic that kind of came up with, uh, uh, Rashad White's stats after Chip Trainum had fumbled for like the third time the ga- in the game. And they had highlighted in yellow zero fumbles this season, which is like insane shade at Chip Trainum and Daniel Nagata, their other running backs. Um, but he, you know, they might've just missed him quite a bit. Um, on top of that though. Washington State was just making life hell for Jaden Daniels. Um, I felt like he was, he looked brutal. And a lot of that was Washington State kind of throwing him off and getting to him. And, you know, uh, that Arizona State offensive line is looking kind of as bad as we were, we were, we've seen over the past three years under the Herm Edwards era. And since Jaden Delora, uh, sorry, Jaden Daniels, uh, started at Arizona State. And on offense, I thought, I thought Jaden Deloria like you all had mentioned, continues to look very good. Like top three in the league good right now. Um, Max Borg had a really nice day. He had 84 yards rushing and receiving off 14 touches. Um, Yeah, Arizona State had a rough, again, I think they went a stretch there where they fell down 28-0. to They were outscored 56-0 to from the halftime of the Utah game all the way until almost halftime of this Washington State game. So clearly some shit's going wrong with them. But I think Washington State is legit. This is now their fourth win in five games. And not to go down this rabbit hole, but if Jaden Delora were the starter from the beginning of the season, remember, Jared Garantano was given some of the starting reps early on against Washington uh, against Utah State. So if he plays the full, you know, if he plays that entire game, if he's healthy for the Utah game, Washington State might be 7-2 and two right now. We'd be talking about them as a really good team so i i think washington state's for real 
I, I, I am definitely just going to take the anti, uh, the anti of both of these statements. I don't, I, when you say Washington state is for real, yes, they are not the cellar dweller of the North. Like I thought that they would be at the beginning of the season. I totally agreed with Avery on that. So that is good. And, and that is definitely like, you know, you are one of 10 teams that can win a game in this conference. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but I, this is such an indictment on Arizona state and what they've been. I, regardless of what you thought about their coaching, um, regardless, I, and, and the distractions around this program, woof, I mean, coming off of a buy, this is, it, and, and it, I am intrigued by the, the defensive philosophy of Washington state. I am intrigued to see how well it is working. And I'm intrigued to see what other uh, teams may do about it because they are very much so doing the thing where it is, Hey, we're under talented and we don't have this God, this, this amazing scheme. And the only way that we're going to stop you is if we turn you over. And then they've done it several times in this season and that's great. And that's cool. But I, they actually stopped Arizona. They started stopping Arizona mm-hmm. state throughout the, the latter three quarters of this game. And I, I, this is the team that I expected to have the best offense in the pac 12 this year. Um, I truly believed that if nothing else, they would be insanely efficient. Maybe they only score 23 points cause that's how Herm wants to play. But man, there was some concerning stuff in this where I'm just, they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't get what they wanted on the ground. Jaden Daniels, I, there's always been issues of him just not looking very comfortable back there. But he, it, he has, he's, it seems to me, and I, and I, it, it makes sense to me that he would lose a lot of faith in his receivers. He's just, they're riddled with drops right now. Um, th- this team is absolutely in shambles from a mental perspective, and it's not just a discipline issue. They just are not performing at all right now. Yeah, uh, you said something about uh, Washington State getting stops. Uh, and so uh, after the game yesterday, I went back to look. I was like, uh, I think Washington State must just be doing a thing where it's like, hey, you might get seven yards per play, but every seven plays you'll fumble. But or Arizona State wasn't moving the ball like that, you know. I can't remember what the exact number came down to, but it was, it was bad. Like especially the run game, which is what they'd lean on. Washington State was just there all the time, making great plays, and it wasn't just the fumbles. Like, it's just really embarrassing for Arizona State and really great for Washington State. Well, is there a reason that Nagata didn't get more carries for Arizona State? He only had two carries. Wow. Yeah. And he's he's he's, good. he's dynamic too. Yeah, yeah, he's dynamic. I I really like him. And Chip Trainum, steady workhorse kind of guy. But like he has a lot of like uh, decaf Miles Gaskin, where he's just like, yeah, he'll get you three yards, not four. Like Miles Gaskin would get you four or five, but he'll get you three yards, three maybe four yards. Um, but Daniel Ngata, well, he did have a fumble, but other than that, I I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised that he's not getting more. Run. I think. Arizona State looks really good when they're doing a lot of different things in the run game, and that's why Rashad White and Chip Trainum work so well together. And with Rashad White out, why wouldn't you get Nagata more involved, even if he didn't have a fumble? Like, putting it all on Trainum, I think, definitely didn't help them. I s- either way, Washington State would have won. Washington State went, looked really well. Um, and I don't know how much the vibes helped with that, but... <laughs> We're back. So you should have posted. You should have posted. We're back. Yeah, you should have posted your bad vibes graphic. Everyone would have been uh, going nuts about it uh, yeah. because the vibes for this game horrific, horrific from the beginning. 
horrific. First play of the game. Arizona, this this had the feel of, ironically, that Arizona-Arizona State game last year where Arizona was turning it over on every play. They went two plays, fumble. The net, first, uh, uh, And then on the first play of their next drive was a fumble. They had 10 plays. That ended in an interception. And then they went uh, all the way down and turned it over on downs. Like, that was their first four possessions. Uh, that was very – if Washington State was better – this is maybe wasn't wasn't the fifth a blocked punter or missed field goal like was it, it yes, was like a missed field goal that, on the right. fifth and then and then it was a fumble no you're right was, and then another, it was another like fumble. six empty drives in a row without a punt well it was yeah. it was fumble fumble interception downs field goal fumble before their first touchdown beautiful yeah. like they didn't punt so I don't know it's funny because when we we're when I like pick this is a bad vibes game of the week everyone's like. There's no reason. There's no reason. And so I mm-hmm. thought I wasn't sure if Washington State would win. I wasn't super confident, but I thought if they would win it would be like close one score. So when they went up yes. 28 to 0, I was fucking shocked. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, and then never relinquished it. It was it was crazy. So, yeah, um yeah, wow. What a what a fall for Arizona State and they haven't even fired fired their coach yet. So, um, next up, speaking of firing coaches, uh, Utah blew out UCLA in Salt Lake City, <laughs> 44 to 24. Um, before we get to the actual football, um, uh, Utah retired the number 22 on Saturday in honor of Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe, who both lost their lives over the last 12 months. Um, the teams around the conference did a really cool tribute where all of the 22 yard line marks, um, hashes and the end line marks, uh, were all painted in Utah red, um, Pac-12 Network tweeted it out. I just I thought it was really cool. I didn't realize. I thought that they just did like the sideline markings. I didn't realize they did the midline hash the hash marks as oh. well. Um, that was the first time you actually saw it on TV. It was it was really cool and really loud. Um, so I just I thought that was a really really cool way to do the tribute. Um, that wasn't just a Twitter post of flowers before the game. So um, thought that was really neat. But on to the. Um, the, the actual football, Utah ran for nearly 300 yards and held UCLA's rushing attack to under 150. Um, this game was largely uneventful at the end, but Utah did come away with an absolute stranglehold on the Pac-12 South going into November uh, with effectively a two-game lead over ASU and a three-game lead over UCLA with four to play. What are your major takeaways from this game? Uh, where were you impressed with Utah or more disappointed with, with UCLA? Um, let's start with Carlos here, um, and let's uh, lane to UCLA. I believe is the move here. <laughs> That's the move. Uh, yeah, obviously, wildly disappointed with UCLA. Um, we're kind of at the point where UCLA writers and uh, journalists and prognosticators and analysts are all writing the postmortem for the Cheap Kelly era. It seems like at this point that was it. I think UCLA fans and UCLA media generally thought. With all of the returning production coming back and with having to deal with three, two and a half really horrible seasons of the Chip Kelly era, that Chip Kelly needed to win nine games um, and go nine and three in the regular season. They're at four losses now, so that's officially off the table. Um, They're at five and four right now. They've lost to every decent team that's on their schedule, pretty much, um, with no decent teams left on their schedule. So not much to be able to redeem there. I got to say... In this game, I was 
Uh, and this has been a theme, and maybe it's just because I'm a UCLA fan. I was obvious, I was more disappointed with UCLA here. I, I give credit to Ethan Garbers, who kind of came in in place of Dorian Thompson Robinson, who was hurt. I thought Ethan Garbers looked awesome. I'm really excited to see him grow. Um, he obviously had some freshman stuff, but for long stretches of this game, I thought, especially in the second half, he was carving up Utah's defense. Um, unfortunately, UCLA also had to play defense uh, and we know what happens when UCLA has to try to play defense uh, nothing good ever happens for UCLA so all year I've been hearing and and I hear it on the broadcast and I'll hear it on people who are sort of watching UCLA from afar but not really watching the games like I've been hearing that UCLA's run defense is great and uh, you know their pass defense is really a problem but like their run defense is good uh, this whole mirage about UCLA's run defense being great elite um, I, you know at best I've always thought it was just decent it was good it was maybe the only salvageable thing about the defense but utah just tore it up uh tavian thomas tavian thomas got whatever the fuck he wanted against ucla's um run defense it really it really fucked ucla up going to the edges um on those stretch plays it just like ucla had absolutely no answers um for it at all ucla's defense is bad um this program is in a tough place right now and that's it it's lane kiffin to ucla for me Let's get it done. Thank you all to so Utah. Thank fun. you to Utah You're for, welcome. Uh, for making that mm-hmm. happen. My pleasure, honestly. Um, <laughs> I just looked it up. Utah had the most rushing attempts against UCLA than any of UCLA's opponents this season with 44. Arizona did have 41. But yeah, Utah ran all over them. And if you let Utah run all over you, they're going to be happy. That's what Utah wants to do. Utah never fucking wants to throw the ball. So if you let them run, they'll be great. And that's part of the reason Utah lost last week. But Utah has an offense, which I'm like still shocked about. That's super great and cool and fun it's to better watch. better than their defense. It's, mm-hmm. The offense might just be better than the defense, which... Oh, it definitely is. I have a hard time saying that because it's just so shocking to me. You know, Utah. Well, it's funny because in the offseason, every I feel like every year, Kyle Whittingham's like, "Yeah, our offense is ahead of our defense," and people are like, "What?" This year, it's actually, it's actually true for true. the first time ever. Yeah, yeah, we have we have a lot more youth on our defense, so it makes more sense. But Utah's defense held UCLA to ten points without Devin Lloyd, which I think is fairly impressive, considering Devin Lloyd had to sit until halftime because of his targeting penalty last week. Um, the the thing that I'm most impressed about is that Cam Rising was our punter for this game um I was super fucking confused why Cam Rising was punting the ball I thought it was because um Kyle Whittingham decided to say fuck you to Chip Kelly but it turns out Kyle Whittingham was saying fuck you to our former punter like in his uh postseason press conference which it was like a really funny sound bite but he said because Utah had two blocked punts against Oregon State. One of them ended up getting called back because of a dumb penalty by Oregon State. But he said, if you're going to get your punts blocked, you're not going to be punting. And he, so he had our fucking quarterback punting the ball. <laughs> to be fair, he only punted twice. but and they, they were, were fucking dimes. They were good punts. He pinned them within the 10-yard line both times. Like, I was, I was impressed. Like, these weren't, like, some tricklet trick play pooch punt i know that um jake browning used to do this at UW every once in a while when they were like within the 40 uh peterson would have them have jake browning do like a pooch punt and it was always like a shitty punt that like went off the side of his foot and went 20 yards but like these were good punts so like 40 yards uh, 40 yard punt so thick boy seven is now kick boy seven <laughs> he is the best punter 
in the conference, in my opinion. Um, overall, like the reason my voice is gone because of this game, it was a really great game to watch. And I feel pretty good about Utah, especially now that they have a two lead, two game lead in the Pac-12 South. But go Utes. Yeah, um, this was definitely a situation where I, I think that you saw a little bit of a a real establishment of what Utah is trying to be right now, um, where they still very much so want to run the ball and, and want to play a very uh, Utah offensive style while recognizing the fact that the defense just is not where they need to be and really putting a premium on um, on really scoring. You know, even those pooch punts, I, I don't think that there was ever really much temptation to actually go for it, but it was very much so we're going to line up offensively and we're not going to let the special teams beat us because, you know, we feel like we can at least limit them somewhat uh, on the defensive side. Um, I will say Garbers looks good. Mm-hmm. Garbers looked really, really good with some really good arm talent. I thought that he looked a little bit um, overwhelmed by some of the looks in the first half, but especially getting into the second half, looked really comfortable on the reads, was hanging out in the pocket, was not did not look overwhelmed by the moment at all. Um, and looked really, really good. I am curious, not that I think that I, I I know that we've been hearing a lot about how Garbers has been lighting it up in practice and everything like that. There are definitely situations where I just, I, I, I love it when you're talking about like talent and everything like that. But at the end of the day, and it, if the quarterback can run, put the guy with the better arm talent in but the one with the better arm talent that is going to be a little more aggressive on the decision-making process, it seems to work out better nine times out of 10 in college football. Um, even Jaden Delora has had a lot of issues with, you know, making the mistakes and making the, the turnovers. And it just, you, you need to be willing to take the chances. You can throw guys open. You can do stuff where you can just let your, it, this is such an offensive sport now that just like, just go get a pen, go get, PI half the time like half the time you're going to get a a pass interference even if it was a terrible throw into triple coverage so uh, very interesting to kind of see um, some of those changes per SP plus Utah does have the number 27 uh, offense and the number 34 defense so like it is it is metrics out and honestly like y'all talk about that I I called this in 2020 that I thought the offense was going to be better than the defense Mm -hmm. Um, Utah is just working with so many young. It's an, I, I don't want to geek out too much on Utah and get too deep into that program, but Utah has always been the we're going to have four and five year guys on the defense, specifically across the line, because the talent is not great enough for them to go into the league after, you know, to jump to the league early or play early. And so they've always had real, like, significant dad bod strength across the lines. And that has shown, and they don't have that right now. And it really shows, and I think it's a lot of what a lot of people are um, kind of surprised by. So, uh, But, I mean, 34 defense is still really good. The most surprising thing, though, and the reason that Cam Rising is punting is Utah is 126th in SP plus special teams out of 130 teams. Nice. Um, we are in the upside down. This is so fucking is weird. Insane bizarre world. It is so weird. Yeah, like that game... As I was walking into the stadium with my brother, I told him, like, I just, I don't have the energy for another Arizona State game. Like, I need a nice, comfortable, just a good, a classic Utah, I need a classic Utah-UCLA game. That's what I wanted. And, that, and that's what I got. <laughs> and we got it. <laughs> it was it was largely stress-free. 
It was interesting still, though. Uh, it's wild to me. I think Utah rushed for more yards against UCLA than Oregon State did against Utah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which, By about 30, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it feels weird, but it was it was very entertaining. Uh, Tavion Thomas was a god. Yeah, and that offensive line, that like I was so impressed, especially because the offensive line has been largely good for Utah for the last few games. But I felt like they've been shaky in run blocking. Like they've had a lot of good moments, but then a lot of really bad moments. Whereas tonight it was just nothing but Grand Canyons for Tavion to run through. And then when there weren't massive gaps, he'd run over defenders. Like it was just utter dominance physically up the, up front. I would have liked to see a better performance from Cam Rising. Like I thought he was good, but he's still a little shaky on the short throws. And uh, on the deep balls, I feel like he'd been better at those in the last few weeks, but he missed a few of them this time. Like the flea flicker with Vele, Vele was, was gone, and he just underthrew him by kind of a lot which was unfortunate, but overall, he, he still, like, even despite the overthrows and then maybe a few misses on the short passes, he was still good, rushed for, like, 60 yards on 10 yards per carry. Uh, you know, good performance from him. On the other side, I think Garber's, like y'all said, I think he's I think he's for real. Uh, he's got a great arm. He's very slippery, and I thought he was good with his de- decision-making. Uh, he moved the ball pretty consistently on Utah, except for I think the first two drives of the second half were three and outs. Uh, something about U- UCLA's offense and Utah's defense. In the first half, y'all mentioned uh, UCLA only scored 10 points, which I thought was impressive without Devin Lloyd. But the way UCLA moved the ball, it like they made it as hard as possible. It was very weird. It was like, fourth down it felt like on every single chance they had to get a fourth down but credit to UCLA I guess for uh just absolutely dominating in those short yarded spots it felt like if UCLA got within three yards of the line to gain it was automatic like the offensive line would just push everyone over and Chase Garbers would fall forward every time overall though you know I wasn't that disappointed I guess I was pretty disappointed in UCLA's run defense, but uh, I did expect Utah to win, so I'm not that disappointed. Uh, let's move on because uh, it's already we're at minute 40 and we've talked about two games. Um, <laughs> Oregon beat Colorado 51 to 29. Um, the game was never really that close, but Colorado did start to move the ball on offense after Oregon went up 21 to nothing. Um, any reactions to this game? We've talked a lot about Oregon. Um, but did this game concern you at all in terms of how much they gave up to a historically bad Colorado offense? Um, Greg, start us off. Never in my entire life have I ever been as disgusted with anyone <laughs> as I am with Mario Cristobal for what happened during this Greg's game. Greg's timeline was so much fun. This fucking asshole. Absolute <laughs> bastard. Fucking 29 points. Fucking Colorado scored 29 points. How? How? They're fucking allergic to scoring points. How did you let them do this? Arizona gave up less points on offense to them than you did. What are you doing? You have cable. Ugh. Fucking. No, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. I swear to God. Like, how? That's that's my only question. Like, how did they do this? But 
offensively. Sounds, sounds to me like Greg, Greg bet the farm on the under here. And the spread. <laughs> you knew exa- I had more on the You spread. knew exactly when the first half over hit. Like, oh, yeah, Colorado yeah. hit like 13 points, and Greg was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt saw me calling for Tim to. How do you say his last name? Tim DeRuder? Tim DeRuder. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he should have been fired at halftime for that try. <laughs> uh, offensively, though. Oregon was very impressive. Like, I might be coming off the uh, Ty Thompson needs to be starting train if Anthony Brown is going to throw the ball downfield like oh he has been God. these last two games. Ty Thompson gets one series. Okay, I'm not I'm not judging it at all based on that series. Just FYI, like, the, the interception really doesn't mean much to me because I don't think they cared that much at that point in the game. But uh, the fact that Anthony Brown was, like, just making great throws and they weren't easy throws was very impressive to me also byron cardwell looked awesome made me feel very good about saying they should give him more touches a few weeks ago uh so i'm i don't know i came away from that game weirdly feeling better about oregon because if their offense can look like that they can beat anyone even if their defense is suspect and I do think their defense is suspect. Like, a lot of Oregon fans will say they don't really care because, you know, they were up 21-0 and the game was over. But I still think their defense is prone to mistakes, and I don't think they're that good outside of Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, it's just too easy to get yards on them. They might be good at bending but not breaking, but if you can get some— like, it's easier to get yards on them than I think it is for— any other not any other defense but like any of the other contenders defenses in the conference okay um because of this game Oregon is now ranked number four in my poll that I submitted I respect that (laughs) I um I I bumped them down to two personally I am like Greg put it perfectly I am absolutely disgusted Brandon Lewis had 224 passing yards and three touchdowns that is the most he's had this entire season, twice as much as his most. Like, he had barely <sighs> over 100 yards versus Northern Colorado. Oregon, what the fuck are you doing? You have all this talent. You are ranked number seven in the country, and you let Colorado do this to you? I'm, I want the college football playoff rankings to come out, and I want them to be number 21, because that's what <laughs> they deserve after this. This is, that was absolutely horrible. You know, I... I tried to watch the game as much as I could. I was wandering around doing tailgating shit. It was on my phone. I'm 29 points to Colorado. And you'll hear Oregon fans saying, like, just win. Winning is what matters. This is not a fucking win. Letting Colorado (laughs) score more than 10 points is a loss. I think that Oregon should be 6-2 and right now. This should not count as a win. Um, I... Anthony Brown did look better, but the fact that Oregon's defense allowed this to happen, I have no fucking faith in them. They are going to lose two more games. Like, we have established that Utah's offense is better than their defense. Utah gets to play Oregon at home. Like, they get to play in Salt Lake City. Oregon fans should be concerned. I'm excited for that game because I think that Utah is going to score 70 points. It was... 29 <laughs> points to fucking Colorado. 
I bet the under, and I fucking hate myself right now. Mm-hmm. I bet the under, and I bet the fucking spread. And Me Oregon too. only won by 23, and the spread was 24. If only somebody would have told you guys that this was a lock to cover. You know what? <laughs> a real shame. I, I'm so disappointed. Did you really think they were going to score 29 <laughs> points, Matt? Did you really think that? No. Good God, no. <laughs> no. No one Maybe if that. Oregon would have been look, wearing look, green. Look, I'm not... That's, that's a compelling point. Look, I'm not. I'm gonna agree with the Oregon fans here. I th- I'm not concerned at all. Again, what the fuck is Oregon, wrong with you? Okay, listen here. Twenty nine so, from Colorado. Me. Now I have. Now I got to reevaluate my take. I'm gonna agree with Carlos. Uh, Colorado. We know. Here's one thing about Colorado's offense that we know. In addition to it just being historically bad, it will get yards and points when the other team stops trying. Oregon went up twenty-one nothing in the second quarter. And then called off. They called off the dogs. Why are they and stopping? I, Why are they stop trying? That's it's Mario Cristobal. I mean, like first that's time what watching he, an Oregon game. Yeah, this idiotic. is what he does. This is what he does. Um, this is what Oregon does. They uh, either they'll either build up a lead or get to a place where they're comfortable, and they get really conservative. And like maybe that's a problem, but it's not really a problem of like Oregon's defense isn't good, and more so just like Cristobal's very weird obsession with taking his foot off the gas it actually was very interesting so yes uh, Oregon went up 21 nothing they uh, gave up uh, two really good Colorado drives and at that point I do think Oregon just stopped caring about playing defense um, they went up 28 to 14 at the half and I think sometime early in the third quarter they they actually built a big lead I've got to go back and look at what that was and I'll go ahead and do that here while I'm talking um, but they had built up a sizable lead, and sometime in the middle of the third quarter, they actually em- emptied their bench. Like, they actually went with their second and third stringers out there. And uh, Colorado got even more points and more drives from that. They scored 15 points on their second and third stringers. And um, it actually kind of got to the point where Oregon was only <laughs> uh, Oregon was only up by, like, two touchdowns <laughs> at some point. And then... Uh, Cristobal actually had to put the starters back in. Extremely stupid stuff, by the way. Like, how embarrassed... Like, it should not... That's... that's. I don't think it's an issue of talent. I don't think it's an issue of scheme. I think it's just an issue of, like, game management and Mario Cristobal consistently doing, like, extremely stupid stuff. So they went up 45-14 in the third quarter, pulled their starters um, at about the six-minute mark with six minutes left in the fourth quarter... Uh, Colorado cut the need, cut the lead, forty-five to twenty-nine, and then Oregon put their starters back in, scored another touchdown, put it away. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not concerned. I think that this game was weird because we knew Colorado was bad. Um, we knew that they were going to get points if someone was going to give up, and that was the only way they were going to get points. So, I'm not concerned. I think Oregon. There's still plenty of concerns uh, about Oregon, but I don't think anything came through here in this Colorado game for me personally. I, I think they're still. Just looking at what the other teams look like right now, I think they're clearly the better, te- the best team in the conference. I don't think they're clearly the best team, but I think they are. Best. As you I wear a Utah hat, who's 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 the other contender? It's Greg, Utah, Greg but I remember what Kayvon Thibodeau <laughs> did to Utah too well to put Utah above them. Like I'll be favoring Oregon in that game because they have Kayvon Thibodeau, but that is the only reason. Outside you of know, that, I think Utah has the better coaching staff. If Oregon would have scored one more point, if Oregon would have scored one more point, my tune would be very different right now. <laughs> I need one a more tune. fucking point. You fuck with my money. Ah! 
And you know what it was though? It was Colorado going for two to cut the lead Fucking to Fucking bastards. If That's they'd not gotten that, That's I would have gotten you. a push. <laughs> Matt, what did you think? I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this game really doesn't matter. This game doesn't matter at all. It it <laughs> wouldn't have mattered if Oregon scored twenty points and gave up none. It it didn't matter. Like this this is very much so a we're just gonna hang out, we're gonna get some fresh air and exercise. And maybe, like, we'll go out for ice cream after. That's how both of these teams had to treat this game. And so, like, you turned it into a track meet. That's fine. It doesn't matter. I, I don't care. I'm, I take zero from this game. Fair. That's fair. I also knew that this would be a cover. So <laughs> I also was right, and that is probably a lot of my time. You needed, you needed 29 um, points from Colorado. How does that make you feel, Matt? I didn't put any money on it so i just no, okay. i felt great i'm sick I, and I i'm never betting on right. sports again all <laughs> around uh let's quickly talk about the rest of the games um cal shocked oregon state 39 25 well i mean shocked is a little tough some of us yeah, some of us know that one coming <laughs> um which is interesting shut up greg you're not gonna write on that i talked you into that no you didn't um USC, i had that written down yes, you talked me into arizona usc greg, i'm definitely young. okay <laughs> usc beat arizona 34 uh, 41-34 after a late Arizona rally, and Washington beat Stanford 20-13, to which in no way reflects how absolutely disgusting and gross that game was. I don't know how that ended as that normal of a football score, because it was not for the entire <laughs> game. Um, any, anything noticeable about these games besides the absolute... Like I, that is some absolute magician shit. I don't know how that turned in to twenty to thirteen. I'm just now noticing this. That's a normal football score when it was twelve to three. Like what the hell? Uh, yeah, all three of these games, every single one was just super fucking weird. Oregon State once again losing to what appears to be a lesser team in Cal. Although don't look now, but Cal's won two of three since their bye week, and their one loss was that nail biter to Oregon. Is Justin Wilcox back? Die. This is Cal what people are saying. This Stop. is what people are saying. Leave me alone. Cal, okay. <laughs> okay. Cal's going to beat UCLA. Y'all know that. Right? Kind of yeah, kind of like, it's starting to look that way. Like the Garber's Bowl is definitely going to end with Cal winning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it. Um, USC, Arizona. I thought USC, clearly the better team, but Arizona's quarterback, Will Plummer, looked much better. Um, and this might be just the case of like any quarterback who plays against USC looks like a god and because it's adjusted for arizona and will Plummer not really being an fbs level quarterback it made him look like an fbs level quarterback um yeah, shout out ryan abraham get right game yeah there it is uh usc kind of put i felt like usc put up this one away because the real hard thing the tough thing about this game drake london got hurt um he actually had to get carted off and put in an air cast it really looks like his season is done absolutely brutal because i think he was going to break some records this year he was going to break he was on pace to break uh, Marquise Lee's uh, receiving yards record at USC and really Brandon Cook's Pac-12 receiving yards in a single season um, if if USC had, USC had gone to a bowl game. So that was actually brutal. And then, yeah, Washington-Stanford, what a fucking disaster that game was. Uh, again, like you said, Matt, 12-3 to going into the fourth quarter with Washington leading. No one had scored a touchdown until Stanford did with 12 minutes left in the game. And eventually, somehow, Stanford took a 13-12 to lead late. And then Washington scored its first and only touchdown of the game with 21 seconds left and won 20-13. to 
Uh, these two teams fucking suck. Uh, they're absolutely <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Uh, trying to watch these two teams. These two teams trying to watch them run on each other was like trying to watch people like punch each other underwater. Like it was fucking horrible. Um, but it was also extremely funny. I have to say. Um, so Washington now uh, is one Oregon State loss from controlling their own destiny in the Pac-12 North. Um, welcome to the Pac-12. Uh, absolutely bizarre. One last note from that game. As soon as the game ended. Um, the play-by-play person was sort of like they were talking to them. Were they crying? They were no. What they were saying? No. They said, "Here's the line that they went out with as Washington scored its first uh, touchdown to win the game." They said, "Finally, Washington has found its identity as they scored their first touchdown of the game with 20 seconds left." Their identity is kick five field goals. Let's go! Yeah. Unbelievable, unreal. Um, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to watch most of any of these games and i am heartbroken i just want to very quickly apologize to all seven oregon state fans this is my fault i am so sorry as i drink out of an oregon state cup um i apologize you deserve better every oregon state game that i have watched from the beginning to the end of oregon state has won so i blame myself um i don't know how this happened you deserve better um congrats to usc what the fuck i think it's we should genuinely start comparing USC and Washington State because at this point, neither of them have coaches. Washington State lost half of their coaching staff. What the fuck is USC's excuse? What is their excuse with all that talent? I'm disgusted, USC. Please be better. Um, Washington and Stanford. How did Stanford beat Oregon? Yeah, you're gonna tell me Oregon question. is clearly We're about the best to watch team in the Stanford's conference. Stanford's gonna beat Utah on Friday. Oh, no. oh yeah. Oh God, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I uh, this conference is dumb. This is dumb, dumb conference. Basketball season is so close. Please God, give me mm-hmm. basketball. I can't take it anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> I love it here so much. Um, biggest thing I took away. Uh, so yeah, talking about that Stanford. Uh, call. Uh, Colorado Jesus. It might as well be. Basically, they're Colorado light. They're Colorado light. They're just worse at being Colorado than Colorado. (laughs) Um, Stanford UW uh, fire Jimmy Lake immediately because they go up and then kick a returnable kickoff. What the shit? There's like I don't even. There was like six seconds left on the clock. Just like kick it out of bounds. I don't even care. Like you're up by enough that a field goal doesn't hurt you. Kick it out of bounds. And they like Jimmy Lake still is just like yeah sure. Let him return it. Whatever. And, like, gave up what looked like it was, like, one or two tackles away from breaking this and Stanford winning. Absolutely absurd. Fire Jimmy Lake for a lot of reasons, but dear God, fire Jimmy Lake. That was horrific. Yeah, um, with those games, starting with Cal, Oregon State, Oski's power was simply too much for Oregon State to overcome. <laughs> they never so stood strong. a chance. Uh I felt bad, but uh, it was a bad chance Nolan game, and uh, thus Oregon State lost. Like I think they'll go where he takes them. Although the run game wasn't very good in that game either. Like, well, Oregon State again for some reason when they play teams that are worse than them, they want to pass a lot, 
and it felt like Jonathan Smith was abandoning the run. If if Oregon State got into a into a second and ten, second and long situation, he was passing the ball every single time. Shocking, weird. Oh yeah, and run, like run the damn ball. What are you doing? I think as a That's team, it. they got like four point three yards per carry or something, which I feel like has to be a season low for them. But even then, they should have. They should have run it more, especially with Chance Nolan not playing very well. I think he had two picks, and like when he has games like that, Oregon State's going to lose, especially if they're leaning even more on him. Um, with Arizona and USC, Arizona only lost by seven, so to me that feels like a win uh, for picking them. They didn't win, but it made me feel good. Like I don't feel like a dumbass. Hey, 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 great teams cover. That's right. That's right, Matt. <laughs> Uh, fucking Oregon. But um, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Washington Stanford was like so much sicko's energy, just supercharged. Like, oh, it was amazing. Also, I, I need, I need, I need us to clip Carlos saying these two teams fucking suck. Like, I need, I need that clip, <laughs> and we can just use it as a drop in the future. That can be the sicko's game of the week. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to witness um, Washington take the lead on an iPhone 6 that my friend has for some reason inside Utah's stadium following their win. So if that's just mm. not the pinnacle of whatever the shit. fuck that game was, I don't know what is. You have to go all the way back to the 6 to get cell service in that stadium. <laughs> Literally. <huh? laughs> wow. Do you still, are we still not uh, revealing that you have a boyfriend here? Oh. <laughs> you say you called him It wasn't friend? his phone. <laughs> Someone oh, okay. else's phone. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> he was very happy. I I told him he should. Sorry, Carlos be happy. just assumes that you're sleeping with whoever you call your friend. So. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, I I just why are you watching the Washington Stanford game at a Utah game? I can only think of one reason. Well, it was your after. Washington fan boyfriend. It happened like okay, after okay. Utah's game ended. But Got it. happy for the. Happy for the Washington fan boyfriend. I told him he shouldn't be happy about that because what the fuck. But you were right. You know what? <laughs> you take the little wins when you lose to Montana. So <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. Okay, let's make some predictions and get out of here. All-time specific, Friday night at 7.30 on FS1. Uh, Utah travels to Stanford and is a six-and-a-half road favorite. Greg, who wins who covers? Picking Utah to win, but a late night in Palo Alto after a big win. It is hard to imagine a more terrifying scenario for Utah, so I'm terrified, and I won't pick them to cover because of that. The only home team on a Friday night that has lost their game is Arizona versus Washington. Um, and they should have won that game. They should have won. But Stanford, Stanford's not good. Um, ah, I'm scared. Um, I'm going to pick Utah to win. I think Stanford, I feel like it's either going to be like a last minute touchdown win or Utah's going to win by 25. I don't know. I don't understand this conference. Mm -hmm. So... Give me Utah to win and to cover. Uh, yeah, no, Friday night road teams have no chance. Uh, I'm picking Stanford, competent Stanford. Oh, um, I thank knew you, you were going to say that. You at all. Thank you, Washington State, because it will not hurt me at all. 
Oh man, now that you said that, Matt, I've been trying. I went uh, all favorites on my picks last week, and that did shit for me. I still went three and three. I still went five hundred, even. Bound, Carlos is bound and determined to be five hundred. Unbelievable. Um, I am picking Utah. I'm gonna pick Utah. I don't think they're gonna cover, but I'm gonna think. I think they win. I keep getting told by UCLA and um, USC fans that uh, Stanford is like a bunch of voodoo and they have a bunch of PTSD about it. So I think this is when the Utah fans finally learn about that, I guess. I don't know. Our PTSD only has to do with like Bryce Love 90 yard runs. I don't know. I feel good about Tavion Thomas versus whatever the fuck Stanford does. That's why I'm picking Utah. (laughs) Stanford's run defense and we just ran for 300 yards. But like... If we That's were to lose by 14, up. That, that, yeah, man, um, it felt yeah. like 300. We'll I don't care. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Stanford or Saturday, not Stanford. Saturday at noon, Cal plays at Arizona on the Pac-12 Network. Cal's a 12-point favorite in our Sickos game of the week. <laughs> uh, certainly, 12 total points will be scored here. I think, maybe, probably. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Avery, who wins? Who covers? Do I have to? Can I decline yeah. to answer? Up, uh, I think Cal's gonna win. I'm take the L, I guess. I mean, I think Cal's gonna win. Ooh, I don't think they're gonna cover though. I think Arizona covers. Uh, Matt has a five point lead in the picks, and he is using it. Go Arizona! <laughs> Let's get a dub. Let's go, y'all. Yeah, uh, Cal's back. Justin Wilcox is back. Oh, no. The Cal Golden Bears oh, are God. back. Arizona. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. This is Arizona's <laughs> last. This is this might be their last reasonable chance at a win here. <laughs> um, it's in Arizona, um, but I think Cal. I think Cal has looked very good. Give me Cal. I think oh, they cover Avery, even. Avery, I need you to put quote Cal is back on the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Greg, who you got? I'm going to go with my beloved Cal Bears. I've done a U-turn on them since everyone has accepted that Justin Wilcox sucks. Uh, But (laughs) Arizona sucks also. So uh, I'm going to go with Cal to win and cover. If Arizona couldn't win in the Coliseum, they can't win anywhere. Roll on you, Bears. Love this for me right now. Only person to pick the underdogs in both of these games. And every time that happens, you win. Uh-huh. Uh, Oregon State travels to Colorado at 4 p.m., also on the Pac-12 network. Uh, Bivlet is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Carlos, who you got? It should be. I'm pick Oregon State. I, I'm i picking Oregon State. They should cover. They should beat the shit out of Colorado. Come on, Beavers. Come on. I'm also picking Oregon State to beat the shit out of uh, Colorado. It's Colorado. Enough said. Yeah, Oregon State is going to make Oregon look real bad. Uh, Oregon State by like 40. Mm-hmm. Oregon State is going to look Oregon make Oregon look really bad. I can't wait for that game. Final week of the season, <laughs> Matt. Um, yeah, Oregon State's winning. Uh, Colorado is going to look like Garbo. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Oregon's, Oregon State's going to cover. At 4.30 on ABC, uh, Oregon is heading to Seattle to take on UW. Uh, Oregon has won 14 of the last 16 mini- meetings in this rivalry and is a six and a half point road favorite. Uh, Greg, who wins, who covers? It would be so funny if this Washington team, of all the Washington teams, beat Oregon. But 
I kind of think Oregon's going to kill them. So I'm going to go with Oregon to win in cover. Okay, this is the bad vibes game of the week. I knew it. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew it. This is pandering. Oh, no. pandering. I, have, I have no reason. Um, the same way I had no reason with Washington State. The same reason I had no reason with Oregon State over USC. It's it's how it goes. Uh, vibes and wrong. you're right, Greg. It's going to be fucking hilarious when the team that lost to Montana beats a top 10 Oregon team. Oh, my God. Please give it to me. Take away how prestigious Utah's win over Oregon's going to look. That's what's going to happen because this conference sucks and none of us can be happy any of the time. Um, Washington to cover. Go dogs. Unbelievable. Uh, I was on the fence already about this one. It's a rivalry game. I don't know that there's been one of those classic rivalry Throw games. Throw like... out the records and the FCS losses. <laughs> and usually there's always one rivalry game, just one of those years where one of the teams is meant is going to be a national contender, but the shitty rival uh, takes them down. Utah BYU already happened, Carl. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm going to... S- I'm going to go with Oregon. I'm going to go with Oregon. I think they're going to win. I don't think they cover. It's going to be an insane game. Yeah, Oregon. And I get to talk crap to oh, UW fans for them not God. scoring 29. Thank you, Matt. UW is going. I'm <laughs> going to talk. I'm going to have so much fun at talking about how Arizona scored more than Washington. Oh, it's going to be, be amazing. great. Oh. Or uh, not Arizona, Colorado. My bad. Yeah. Again, That's Washington, Colorado light. It's going to be great. Uh, 7.30 on ESPN in the Rod Gilmore slot. I'm sure of it. Uh, ASU takes on USC in Tempe. ASU is an eight-point favorite. What could go wrong, Avery? Oh, God. This game is so fucked up because I legitimately think ASU is broken, but USC is so bad. Arizona almost beat USC. And no Drake London. And no Drake London. ASU is going to win. I don't think they're going to cover, though, because they just seem like they don't give a shit. I think it really depends on if Rashad White is playing or not, because I don't think Chip Trainum can carry the load by himself. So uh, give me ASU to win, but USC to cover. Um, USC. <laughs> Why not? Very interesting. <laughs> interesting. You know what? Um, USC historically traditionally always has dumb games in tempe always just sort of like loses their shit but their shit is dumb as dumb they've never but they but they have nothing to lose now and i will say we did not talk about this during the um our previous segment we're reviewing these games um usc was going back and forth between keaton slovis and jackson dart yeah and it was stupid but it makes me think jacks there's a chance jackson dart actually plays and starts this game. He should. Oh, He's got, he and, looks so much better. And uh, the Washington State collapse for Arizona State happened in Tempe, so it's not like they're getting much of an advantage here. I'm going to say USC. I think USC wins. God damn it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it feels like a battle of the teams who seem to have quit. Like, USC quit weeks ago. ASU might have just quit last week. I'm really conflicted. Like, if it was guaranteed Slovis start in the Coliseum, I would be very confident in Arizona State winning because fading USC in the Coliseum seems to be always good this year. But uh, it's in Tempe, and Jackson Dart might start. And so I'm I'm conflicted. I'm still going to go Arizona State, though, to win but not cover. Imagine giving up on your fucking bye week. Jeez. Arizona State fans are in shambles. 
right now. Everyone calling for Jaden Daniels to be benched. Like, oh, what is wrong with them? Bench your coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love these picks for me. This is so fun. I feel awful. Okay. Just disgusting. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> All right, almost done here, but before we go, let's take a quick truck stop to talk some Pac-12 news. These are old, but we record Sunday and post early Monday, so all the news gets to us a week late. But you know what? That's how it works at truck stops. So that's that we're, we're leaning into the bit. Uh, Colorado fired its offensive line coach last week probably as a way to save face for some of the Buffs' offensive struggles. Maybe it worked because Colorado didn't look so bad this weekend. Um, Washington lost a couple of players due to injury, most notably their star linebacker. Um, Eddie, I don't know how to say his name. Ula Foscio. Okay, cool. You who hurt his arm and is out for the season, Um, but they have cyborgs there, so surely he'll be back next week. It'll be (laughs) fine. Um, And finally, one last bit about Nick Rolovich before we never talk about him again. A piece came from The Athletic that Washington State set Rolovich up with an immunologist to ask um, questions about the vaccine. And as expected, all of his questions were conspiracies about what's in the vaccine and (laughs) and all of that. Oh, so wonderful stuff. Anyone have anything you want to comment on super quickly, please don't do Nick Rolovich discourse. Imagine thinking Colorado firing an offensive line coach is going to fix that dog shit offense. I don't care. That was all Oregon's Maybe fault. Maybe it did. Maybe it, it did. did. 29 no. points, no, Greg. You were mad. No, Oregon's defense fixed that offense. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a get right game, but they'll be back to being shit again. They play Oregon State. We'll be fine. All right. Carlos doesn't get to talk. That's it. <laughs> We're done here. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, it, it, isn't that like Facebook? Uh, we, We're on is Facebook. Is it Vibe or something? What What are they calling themselves now? Are we on Facebook? We're on Instagram. No, Carlos added a Facebook too. I, I know. Oh, it, I did, but I'm not publicizing that yet. That. Don't don't like us on Facebook. Don't like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram at No Truck Stop Pod. <laughs> yeah, we have a wonderful aesthetic of uh, Bill Walton quotes. Very inspirational. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, share the podcast with any Pac-12 friends and look out for our basketball episode dropping Tuesday morning. Probably going to do a World Series wrap up as well. Uh, <laughs> Please, no. I, we won't. We absolutely go won't. Braves. Though. I don't uh, go Braves. Racist. Oh, sorry. Go uh, Atlanta. For... <laughs> That's. That's why I always still, say go Utah. No, I n- notice I never say it. Still, still kind, still kind of racist. Uh, for Carlos <laughs> at Equity Bruin, uh, Matt at U- at Matt Nyber, and Greg at Banana Morphus. I am not Avery, but I am the voice for the voiceless. So I am Brave Great Brave underscore Grapes. Remember, there are no truck stops here. Not even one. God, I'm so tired. <laughs> Still and thick with smoke So thick it makes you choke The crowd falls in The coffee's kicking And my patience to everything Said I'm lonelier Than a single sex On a quiet city street